0: This is episode 115 of Unqualified Gamers. And for those who don't know, I'm Cody Goff, and I am with the legendary Jonathan Martin. Areno. Ar- Jonathan Martin Areno.
1: I'm Stargate Pioneer. I'm Haley. And I'm Lauren from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. A podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now.
0: The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at gunnageeknetwork.com. And get ready, because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. So this is our 115th episode, but it's actually our first episode on this little thing we call WGN+. Plus. It's part of uh, WGN Radio in Chicago, and we're very excited to be part of it, and I, I'm sure that Some new listeners to this show are going to be like, well, who are these gamer guys? What are they going to talk about? So we're going to talk about video games, but we're not going to like super nerd out and talk about every little intricate super detail that's that's very obscure. So you don't have to be like a hardcore gamer and game 24-7 to really follow what we're talking about, which I think is kind of cool. And also, I wanted to just, for those who don't know, I've been on WGN for about seven years on The Brian Noonan Show. I'm his producer. Yes, that's me. I'm the same nerdy guy. And John, I've known for, uh, I think, 58 years. Is that about how long we've known each other?
1: I, if you round up, I think, to the nearest 58, I think you're probably pretty close. It's been a long time. Yeah. We've known each other for a very, for a very, very, for a very Painfully Yeah, no, we've known each other Yeah, it's, it's for a very Very long time Very long time
0: <laughs> It's been a while So, um, obviously Neither of us are professional gamers um, You know me from the radio I do some social media work during the week John, tell everybody your elevator pitch So that we can move on and talk about Important things, like nerdy stuff
1: My elevator pitch? Yeah i i don't know what's i don't know about elevator oh you've never
0: ridden an elevator i forgot oh my gosh
1: no this is gonna be complicated and i don't have anything to pitch i'm not that interesting
0: you're a dad that's interesting
1: that's true i'm a dad and a pharmacist and i play video games actually those things are all more interesting than anything you had to say
0: Probably, <laughs> Some might say that, I mean, no president of the United States has ever been unmarried, correct? So basically, of the two of us, you're more likely, statistically, to become the president of the United States, which I think is worth noting, don't you? No,
1: no, no. Causation does not equal correlation, my friend. I've heard that before No, they somewhere.
0: do. Cor- correlation is the same exact thing as causation.
1: No, because you correlate a wife as president does not mean that you cause a wife
0: No, it's true, because president. think about it Hillary Clinton is not going to be president of the United States because she is not married to a woman That's the way that works
1: So wait, you're how you're that, works? that Hillary Clinton would be president if she was married to a woman
0: Absolutely, she could be but she's not eligible right now
1: are you saying it because that would be the hottest presidency
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna pretend i didn't laugh at that and almost spit out my energizing strawberry kiwi mountain dew kickstart all over my microphone because that's Uh, what i'm drinking right now
1: are we are we being sponsored by them
0: No, that would be great, but hey, Mountain Dew, if you'd like to sponsor us and have us uh, plug your Kickstart Energizing Strawberry Kiwi Hydrating Boost drink with naturally and artificially flavored sparkling juice beverage blend from Concentrate, and I, I would actually read it correctly next time, with coconut water, then, you know, give me money and we'll see what we can do.
1: There's coconut water in Mountain Dew?
0: Apparently, this, well, this Kickstart has coconut water. (laughs) sounds kind of gross yeah like I understand brands trying to be you know trying to appeal to the whole health kick thing that America seems to be on well the percentage of Americans who aren't you know out of shape but I don't know if Mountain Dew adding coconut water is really going to fix anything
1: yeah I feel like that doesn't do it that just doesn't do it for me so as you can see listener we talk a lot about video games here I think that's pretty apparent. Obviously, um, if this is your first time to us, so welcome. Um, no, to be honest, most of our episodes start off with uh, a little bit of uh, of banter, um, where we don't necessarily talk about video games because Cody and I also kind of use this time to uh, to catch up with each other um, because we like haven't talked for for forever, like a whole week which is
0: yeah seven days is a long time which
1: in this in this day and age of instant access to information is like seven years in dog years and i don't i don't even know what that translates to in human years but i think it's a lot
0: <laughs> sure
1: so we spend this time catching up a little bit
0: which would be better if i didn't have a minor panic attack every time you ask me what I did this weekend, because I always forget, because weeks are very long. And even though we generally record on Tuesday or Wednesday, but by that far end of the week, I have no recollection of what I did. So what did you do this weekend?
1: We started officially looking for houses. Ah, which I've yes. talked, which I've talked about that we were going to start doing that. We have actually toured some houses.
0: And what's that
1: like? like it's, what, I mean, you know, it's like it's super fun this time. The last time that we bought our house, when we bought our first house, we were at the end of a lease. And we knew we didn't want to re sign a lease, but this particular place that we were at was six months or a year after your first year. So we were like, if we did not buy a house at that point. We were going to be stuck there for another six months. Now, that's like an eternity in dog years, um, which I've brought up before on this podcast. Um, sure. And so it was kind of like I, you know, we weren't really sure if we wanted... Like, we knew we wanted to get out of the house. We knew we wanted to get out of the house. So... Um, we were pressed for time and neither of us had our careers yet like i was technically still in school i had graduated i had i had been told i was going to get my license but i hadn't technically been licensed i wasn't actually making a pharmacist salary yet and so what that meant was we did not get approved for a very large loan at a house on a house at all on our first house so um and that's fine except uh we couldn't really be that picky when we were looking at houses. We basically had three houses from which we could choose, and we chose one, based on what we had approved for for a loan. So Kind of the, like the
0: start of Pokemon, when you have to choose a Squirtle, a Bulbasaur, or a Charmander.
1: And everybody everybody chooses... Actually, Bulbasaur... Bulbasaur is like the really weird-looking one, right? Of course it is. Yeah. That, so no, everybody chooses Charmander, don't they? What? No. The first gym is the Rock Gym. You choose Squirtle. I think I think you choose charmander. I think that's the correct answer. So, um anyway, uh we can be really picky now and it's kind of fun to be to like walk through a house and be like, ah, you know what? This like one thing is enough for me to say I do not want to live here. Um whereas before it was like, you know, this beam is falling down and there's the potential for the bathroom upstairs to cave in on the downstairs bedroom, but it's kind of it's kind of what we can get. So that's what we're going to get. So we're not doing that this time. Wow. Um, the other really fun thing about looking at houses is, uh, they all, like, they all tell a story, which I think is super interesting. Um, so what I mean by that is, like, we walked into this one house and, um, there were, you know, it was like a, I would say, it was like a 2,800 square foot house, um, it had some bedrooms upstairs, like many houses do, and then you know, like living room and dining room, and then it had a downstairs, right? So um, we walked upstairs, and there was a bed in the middle of like the loft area, which was interesting. And we're like, "Wow, that's kind of that's kind of weird." And we eventually looked into the laundry room, and they had uh, it was obvious they had four kids. And so we were looking around the house, and it's like, oh, they have to have that bed there because they don't have enough bedrooms for these kids. Like, this is this kid's bedroom in the upstairs loft area. So then we were looking through the house some more, and it's like, oh, they had twins. And so you just formulate the story in your mind that, oh, what happened was they had two kids, then they were having a third, and it turned out they had twins. And so now they have to move into a bigger house because this house just isn't big enough for six people. And it's those kind of, like, stories that you formulate in your head when you're searching for houses that also makes it kind of fun. I feel the same
0: way, actually, when I'm walking around the streets of Chicago looking in people's houses. And I make up stories for that, too. I do the same thing.
1: Yeah, like when that woman is changing her clothes, you're saying, she probably had a long day at work. And now I'm just going to stare at her changing her clothes.
0: Right, and then when I fall out of the tree and someone pushes me out of the way when a car almost hits me, then that person has the unfortunate responsibility of having to make a bunch of things happen to make sure that that person was born in the first place. Well, um, so I, I usually am wearing camouflage during those times, but it's, it's hard to say. You live Turns in the hit, really. city,
1: though, so I don't really think you blend in with anything when you're wearing camouflage. Or you wearing that like urban camo? Like, do you
0: urban camo? Yeah. If you if you change regular camo to grayscale, it immediately lets you. It's so weird. You you basically disappear. You blend in with concrete. You blend limits.
1: in with concrete. That's incredible. Hmm.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, that doesn't work that way in Minnesota. So anyway, that was like that was like and and. The other thing is the actual going to visit the houses is time-consuming enough, right? Like, yeah. we visited four houses one night. We picked one night where we, where we had a babysitter, and we, we picked four houses, and we went out. And it took us th- three-ish hours to get through four houses. Um, and that doesn't include any of the time that it takes to research the houses online to figure out where you want to go to take a look at which is also very time consuming so like this process and i knew it was going to be a long process but it's it's going to it's going to be a long it's going to be a long process it's going to be very time consuming but it's still it's fun i'm a little afraid that if it takes too long it's going to stop being fun you know what i mean it's a
0: tricky it's a tricky balance i mean i even looking for just apartments in Chicago. I mean, I must have looked at 20 places before I found mine. And uh, yeah, it's it gets to the point where it's, it's, you know, when your routine becomes work a long day, get off, go straight to an apartment, maybe go straight to a second apartment, get home at eight or nine, then have to figure out dinner and then basically go to bed. And then if you do that two or three days in a row, it, your whole week is shot. And by Friday, you just want to just not do anything
1: that's exactly right He's- and and so and we I mean our realtor has said that you know we can bring the baby along to showings with us M- maybe that's like a normal thing and and maybe we will end up doing that a couple of times but it just it it, it feels like that would be difficult to do you know what I mean like with what I mean, we're you've doing you've working
0: out you go to the gym you can haul Max around
1: Yeah, I'm not worried about hauling him around. I'm worried about, like, actually being able to get through the houses, not to mention his bedtime's, like, 7.30. I mean, we saw that we got into the first house to look at it at 6, you know, because that was when we got off work and could get over there. So it's going to be a process. We're, like, figuring it out. Um, This was really, like, we, we picked some houses the very first time that we went out a couple of weeks ago, learned a little bit there, picked some more houses this time, and really learned... Uh, because we we picked a more diverse set of houses this time, really learned some stuff about what we want. So I think we're like, I think house hunting um, when you like actually get into it, when you're doing it like I, I guess the right way, like this, um, it's all about like figuring out what you end what you don't want, because that's that's really what we've been doing is we're figuring out what we don't want, and as soon as like something meets the criteria of the things like it excludes those things we don't want it's probably going to be like the, the perfect house so it's just going to take some time
0: yeah man well good luck I hope that continues to go well and you find some good stuff or starts to go well or,
1: or I mean yeah me, you me too saying. yeah absolutely me yeah. too
0: <laughs> right so that's been your life lately
1: yeah that was like my life and that was I mean we can call that my weekend
0: sure plus some video games which we'll talk about in a bit um, not a ton. We don't want to do too much video game talk on a purported video game-ish podcast, obviously.
1: Yeah, no. We wouldn't want to subject the the uh, listeners to that. Um, what did you do? I can't remember. You said that you did nothing. You said that you were worried uh about not knowing what you did. And then you're going to tell me that you don't remember what you did.
0: Yeah, basically no, but then I remembered what I did and it was amazing.
1: How can you so, forget something so you forgot what you did and then you suddenly remembered and it's like something awesome and amazing?
0: Yeah, it was awesome. It doesn't make Saturday it any was sense. It, well, you wouldn't think it makes sense, and you'd be right. Is the thing, and I, I don't know what to do with that. With that. With that series of, of statements,
1: you know. Okay, so tell me, what did like, you
0: do? I, I can't help, but did you Saturday, go to a party
1: with high schoolers?
0: I did not. I did not. Tom. So you didn't, again, have, I am...
1: you didn't have the perfect weekend.
0: So. <laughs> that's <laughs> true so saturday was my my day job my quote-unquote day job company picnic at montrose beach which is on the north side of chicago on the beach obviously as it's the beach so i rolled in it's from like 11 to 4 and i rolled in around 2 because we just got there late so my girlfriend and i show up fashionably and, late very fat. yes exactly and I show up, and you know, I was like, I was mostly there for the food and getting a little bit tan, which didn't happen for reasons I'll tell you about. But I'm mostly there for the free food. So we, we, you know, they they've got like a nice catered tent. They've got a, a alcohol tent that's serving lemonade and vodka, which was delicious, and it was just like mint lemonade they had they had created that they mixed with Smirnoff, and it was delicious. And so we're partaking in you know, grilling, you know, burgers and and all that stuff. And not really any coworkers I knew were there. So at first I'm kind of like, all right, we'll we'll get a little bit of food and then take off. Well, after about like 15, 20 minutes of being there, a bunch of my my coworkers from my team show up. And so I'm like, well, great, cool. We can all hang out now. And we did. And there were were clouds. It was ominous. Uh, To the west, it was very ominous. And they were rolling in slowly. And somebody on my team said... I don't know. I looked at the radar and it looks like it's all going to blow north of here. It's not that big of a deal or whatever. Meanwhile, the whole beach is clearing out. Everyone's leaving. All these people are going to their cars. I go over to the beer tent a couple a couple minutes before it's supposed to close and I go, "Can I get one more drink, you know, before you guys pack up?" And the girl's like, well, actually, I can't pack up until the truck gets here. So we're just going to stay open for you guys until it shows up because it's stuck in traffic. And she points over and sure enough, you know, like the traffic has just stopped. It's just a giant parking lot traffic jam. So I'm like, I'm like, whatever. So I turn to my coworkers and I'm like, I don't even know if it's going to rain. I bet everybody's just panicked for no reason. And like, as I'm saying that sentence, it starts to rain a little bit. And then it started to rain a lot bit, and after about a minute, it was like Noah's Ark, like just torrential. Like the just,
1: like the water park in uh, Wisconsin.
0: Like um, so Noah's Ark. When I was I was referring to the biblical passage in which God makes it rain and not in the good way, all over like the, at the Earth. club so not in the good way but in a different way like literally makes it rain water oh and then noah's noah's ark floats so i i think actually that passage of the bible is named after the water park in wisconsin
1: oh right do you know that that so water park where, is one billion percent fun i saw that on a billboard
0: It does not say that i don't believe you
1: no it did it re- it did like, they
0: spell out billion, or did they just have a lot of zeros? It and had a lot estimated. of
1: zeros, and then it said billion afterwards. It <laughs> did that thing where it showed you the number, and then it also said the number in in letters. It was, it was awesome. It was it was really awesome, actually. That
0: that shouldn't be allowed, but yet here we are. Yeah. So the the rain was outrageous, and. So, I look over at the beer tent and the beer tent's just a tiny little tent with you know a girl behind a table and a lot of liquor she's packing up the liquor, and then the tent starts to blow and she has she jumps on you know she she grabs with both arms just one of the you know the tent crossbars and kind of weighs it down, but two other of the vendors had to run over, and all three of them had to hold down the tent to to prevent it from blowing away. We were in a larger tent where there were just tables to eat. And I immediately looked to see, and they were staked in the ground, so there were like 20 stakes in the ground. So I knew we were fine, but I was in the middle of the tent, and basically the entire side of my body at one side got soaked because the wind was that strong. And we're seeing like clear streaks of lightning in the horizon just like bolting down into the lake and it was just i mean we're in the middle of this park just under a tent just you know whatever so one of my co-workers who became the hero of the day our big like table tent is about 10 15 feet away from the beer tent and there was a big tupperware empty tupperware full of well it wasn't empty it was full of water and bud lights i think it's a bunch of beers and previously, and she had walked over and said, man, I wish we could take those Bud Lights to go, but they said something about they'd charge us more or something, so we can't do that. Well, anyway, once this rain started and the vendors are, like, holding onto the tent for dear life, my coworker was just like, well, we're going to be here for a while. We're going to be drinking. And she just started doing like a relay race, just running and grabbing like five or six Bud Lights and running them over to our tent, dumping on the table, running back, running back. So we just ended up with all these all these beers in the beer tent. I don't know who ended up paying for it or how that all worked out. I, I'm sure that the, the vendor was compensated. I think he'll be Fine. getting a bill. I'm, I'm sure they'll be getting a bill, which is fine. But when no, we no, drink it all. I mean, no, no, we, I no think one you, took
1: it. To, you will get a bill.
0: Well, I'm not personally going to get a bill. So, because I, I wasn't in charge of it.
1: Mm, I think, this is, I been, on you, I think this, this is all your fault.
0: <laughs> that's true. I told the story, and that makes me an accessory to the fact. I think.
1: That's. A, that's. A, I think that's. That's how. That's how the legal law works.
0: That is how the well. Yes, in some countries. But anyway, it was amazing, and in true Chicago storm fashion, it had stopped and was sunny within an hour. Just, I mean, everyone was completely soaked. It had wreaked; the storm had wreaked havoc everywhere, and half of the water had evaporated by the time we got home. And actually, my girlfriend and I ended up getting a ride with a coworker, and on the way home, the coworker decided, "Oh, you're going to come over to our place," and we just hung out with a coworker who I had never met before. So we made new friends. And we had a drink at their place, and then we ubered home after imbibing many beverages and it was it was like it was just the best day because I'm obsessed with rain and storms. I like have this unnatural fixation with precipitation. I should write a rap song about that fixation with precipitation
1: mm yeah that's could be a real a real knocker is that what, that's that's a that's a word they use to describe rap songs' right? <laughs> it's a real Knockers. knocker yeah, yeah, I think it is sounds right
0: sure so is that like a thing was, in
1: Chicago you said this Chicago thing where like it, the, the weather just completely cleared up after it rained is that like a thing I thought that was like a Florida thing
0: no it's anywhere located near water because it happens a ton in Ireland and England they're like apparently they're the kind because they're in an island it's the kind of place where you always pack sunglasses and an umbrella okay and I guess Chicago, Chicago, this summer has been the same way. I mean, it, it literally, uh, I got plants to plant on my balcony for the first time at the beginning of the summer, and I literally watered them once within the entire first month of buying them because it rained for at least 15 minutes every single day that entire first month I got them. And I'm not exaggerating in any way. Like it just, every day. But most of the days this summer have been sunny days outside of, like, 15 minutes to an hour of rain. It just rolls in and out so fast, it's outrageous. I I don't know what's going on. Global warming. Donald Trump will fix it, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think he will.
0: Yeah. I he's actually going to build a wall between here and... Between America and clouds. A physical wall yeah, and he's gonna to, punch God in the mouth. To keep the said.
1: clouds to keep the cloud the illegal clouds out of America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like that sounds like something he would do with his money. <laughs> well actually with he would do that with my money, I think. I don't think he would do that with his money. <laughs> actually, listen to us talking. being listen to us being topical.
0: We're so to- I I got to do. So topical. This too. I I gotta mention this too. Last night, my last night or the night before, so my girlfriend doesn't follow the news because the news is generally depressing and terrible. So I I totally support that, and so she doesn't follow it. So she doesn't usually. I give her like a a social media anecdote of the day when I get home, and I said we were talking about China for some reason and or dragons, and I don't remember how the topic came up because I'm I'm. I talk about dragons a lot, let's face it. That's pretty much all you talk
1: about.
0: I said, you know Donald Trump said that if China doesn't cut down on its pollution of the environment, that they're actually going to hunt down and kill all of the dragons and panda bears in China? What? And she she totally believed me, and it was hilarious and awesome. (laughs) That is pretty awesome. And... It is hilarious and awesome because it's totally believable that he would say something that outrageous. Yeah, it
1: kinda, kinda is actually. It's yeah.
0: So anyway, that that happened, but but I I just I mean yeah. Anyone who's listened to this podcast for a while knows I'm obsessed with snow. I like when it rains, so I was I was pleased. I had a great I had a great weekend.
1: Like you said, precipitation of any kind.
0: True precipitation okay. station foundation.
1: So, should we probably talk about video games now?
0: I guess we can a little. So, like the name implies, we're not really qualified gamers. So, it's not like, like I don't know, what game came out this week? Anything big? I don't think so. And okay. even, well, if even if it, if it did, had... I probably wouldn't
1: know about it. Right. <laughs> right.
0: We don't always play the latest and greatest games.
1: In fact, a majority of the time, we don't play the latest and greatest games. We play older games, because that's what is on sale, usually.
0: <laughs> Steam sales, man. They'll get you every time. Yeah, right? Well, yeah. Well, I'm going to launch into it into a tirade about collectible card games in a couple minutes, but do you want to chat about what you've been doing first?
1: Yeah, so last week I talked about um, Final Fantasy XIV, and you should be able to find that episode uh, somewhere, pr- probably on our website. Unqualified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on unqualifiedgamers.com is probably the best way to find it. Um, because I had just started playing it, and I, I was comparing it to World of Warcraft, because it basically, they are basically the same game. Um, Final Fantasy XIV just has some... Sli- I mean, they're they're basically the same game in their structure. They are just slightly different in a couple of things. Um, so I've continued to play that. Um, we talked with one of our, our other friends, the only friend of ours that I know that's into this game, Brad. Um, and he... One of my, like, early complaints about the game was that it just wasn't difficult at all, right? Like, I was just not being... Like, none of it was challenging. It had an interesting story, but none of it was challenging at all. And he's like, just, like, just wait. Like, this the whole story, which is the best part of the game, it's very good. Uh, but the whole story um, is kind of a, a primer to the very end of the game. But the game will get harder for you around, like, level 30, and he specifically cited the dungeon that unlocks in the main story quest at level 32. So I was playing a tank, because I was having fun playing a tank, and that's what I played in World of Warcraft for the longest time, and it was fun, and I was having a really good time. And I got to level 32, and I got to the story mission that unlocked that dungeon. And I uh, I was like, okay, well now it's time to do the dungeon, because that's, like, the next thing. Like, the story missions in this game are non-divergent. It is literally a single-story path, so it is like one objective to the next. If you get stuck on something, you have to f- find a way to finish it before you can then move on to the next quest in the main story. So the quest that I had unlocked was to go into this dungeon um, and and f- complete it. Um, so it was time to do that. So I get in, and I hadn't had any problems with any dungeon tanking it at all um, up to this point. And I had pretty good gear for my character the first time that I went in here. I mean, the dungeon is level 32. All the gear has levels on it. I think the lowest level piece of gear that I had was like 27 or something like that. So I was pretty updated in terms of my gear. Um, And we got in there and I got wrecked just correct really? like the, yeah like like the way that um generally the way that mmos structure their 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 group their groups like in dungeons is that you've got a tank which was me. You've got a a healer, which was the healer, and then you've got some DPS or damage per second. That's basically the people that are doing the damage. So the tank doesn't do a lot of damage. The healer does little to no damage, and these damage dealers, their sole job is to do the damage. The tank's job is just to make sure that monsters are beating on him because he can like he can take a lot of pain, right? Um, so that was my job. Well, I was not good at taking the pain uh, in this particular circumstance. Like, I just got wrecked. The healer could not keep up with the damage I was taking, and I couldn't figure it out, and I was, like, using all of the cooldowns that I, I should have been using at the time. I mean, I was, I was using the abilities correctly. I was just, like, I don't know if it was the healer or if it was me. In general, I'm pretty good at tanking dungeons in, uh, MMOs because I did it for a very long time. Um, But I just, we couldn't do it. And then I tried it again, and I had the exact same experience. We couldn't do it. Um, And so I I gave up. I was like, well, I kind of don't want to continue trying to do this um, and just getting wrecked over and over again. So like I said in the last episode, you can play any class you want, and I'm still having a lot of fun with the game, so I went back and I just decided, well, I'm going to tr- try playing a damage class then, and I'll level that up and do the main story quest that way. And because of the the um, benefit that they give you if you've got a higher level class, so like I've got a level 32 Marauder, and I was like I'm going to play a an Arcanist, which is a magic damage dealing class, because my my marauder is such a high level it increases the experience for my other classes by a lot if I if they're lower level which all my classes were so um, I got in there with this new arcanist class and um, I very quickly leveled it up and now it's level 30 um, so I'm almost ready to go back in that dungeon and it's fun like it plays totally different obviously than one of the tank classes and that's been really fun and um yeah, I mean I'm kind of still having a ball with it. Um one thing that I didn't mention the last time, one really nice quality of life improvement that it that it has over World of Warcraft is that it has it has fast travel, which World of Warcraft really doesn't have. So What? Really? You can Yeah, it doesn't. So you can literally at any point if you unlock a um their their Aetherite crystals because of course they are because it's a Final Fantasy game so they have a stupid name. So if you go unlock the Aetherite crystals in the various um, like towns, small little cities that are in the different zones you can then teleport there anytime you want for a small amount of money. But that is such a nice quality of life change rather than than getting on a mount and like flying there, like you had to do in a world, like you have to do in a World of Warcraft, or getting on a flight path and flying from flight path to flight path. It's just it's much it's much more snappy. It's much more instantaneous. It's really nice. Um, and the other thing I forgot to mention too was that uh, they do a thing where they they have a way that they keep their um, their dungeons in the cycle of things that you're going to be doing. Because, like, the first dungeon you go in is level 16. When you're a level 50 character, you're not going to want to go into a level 16 dungeon. So what they do is they scale your level down if you do one of the older dungeons. So it will always be a... We won't say challenge, necessarily, but will always at, you'll always at least feel like... Um, you have to, like, think about what you're doing. So in World of Warcraft, there wasn't that option. Like, if the dungeon was a level, like, 20 dungeon, you basically had from levels 18 to 25 to do that dungeon, and if you were beyond that, you would never go back into that dungeon again. So this is just kind of a cool thing where it's going to... Uh, we're, I'm going to get to the end of the game. I'll probably have... Uh, it kind of feels like there's going to be about 15 dungeons unlocked. And when I do the random dungeon of the day, which is something that they had that they, that you can do, um, you'll get a random lower level dungeon, and the level will be scaled down to where it'll still be fun to do. Like it's just a, it's a fantastic idea. I know other MMOs have done it before. Guild Wars specifically is like the main one that came up with this system, but it seems like such a no-brainer to me anyway.
0: That sounds yeah awesome. I'm yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying it because I, I you have really high standards for MMOs. I think, and you do not automatically like any major franchise game, especially including Final Fantasy. Yeah, so. I think
1: you know. I think probably the reason why I am so drawn to this game is because it is so much like World of Warcraft, and because. That was, that was like I have said, like my favorite time that I've ever played video games was when I was playing World of Warcraft the most, um, and it just kind of it kind of harkens back to that a little bit, but it's just it's got just like new enough stuff in it to make it feel like a different game.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's super so, cool. But, I'm glad you're still digging it.
1: Yeah, that's been it. That's been all I've been able to play though. Um, I I have. I think the five, four job fiesta is done. Um, I didn't complete it. I could have, it, which is really a shame because I could have easily completed it this year with the the class set that I rolled. But I just got involved with Final Fantasy fourteen. I don't feel bad about it. Um, I got involved with Final Fantasy fourteen, and um, I have been very busy with like other life stuff, and so I, I kind of, I kind of don't feel bad about it this year. Wow.
0: Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, you can always finish it later if you feel like it, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it doesn't actually like like I can't I can't submit it to the site, but I can do it for fun. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, so my I question: So, can you do you play Final Fantasy fourteen through Steam or is it a standalone thing?
1: So I am playing it on the PS four. So it connects through a. Um, the it, it's Square Enix has a client that you launch from in the PS4. Like you launch Final Fantasy 14, and then you log into your Square Enix account through this client, uh, and then you get into the game that way.
0: And Which would, that be, would the same, be the same.
1: It would be the same if you logged in through Steam. So you would start Steam, you would log into. Um, the game it would start the game and you'd be brought to a Square Enix client and then you would log in with your Square Enix account through that client
0: got it okay because I am it's actually going to be my first purchase with my new PC that should be arriving next week
1: which is super exciting and will be super fun
0: yeah I'm really I'm really pumped about it so um that's cool I cannot wait to join you in the Hordes of Azeroth
1: yep that sounds that's close yep that sounds about right
0: close enough right yeah sure cool good all right
1: so what are you doing like what do do you play because this is a video game podcast and you're supposed to help me with this so
0: yeah no i got a bone to pick i got a serious bone to pick all right with hearthstone
1: but you love hearthstone
0: no this is a thing that i need that we need to talk about because it's a thing that we need to talk about because is, it the new expa- so.
1: is it the new expansion that just got announced today
0: they just i am so mad i knew that was gonna be it i knew that was gonna happen well
1: they've been, I, they've I been teasing even, it they've been teasing it for a while if you followed the the hearthstone news at all so it's not surprising I, uh,
0: yeah every time i get on battle it's like oh a big new hearthstone announcement and you're everyone's like well it's gonna be an expansion and well there it is can't wait Over 130
1: new cards for you to collect.
0: I hate you. Are you serious? That's what they said. So it'll change the entire game. Well, I mean, that's kind of the way that collectible card games work, isn't it? This is my issue, all right? So, listener, if you're new to this podcast, I enjoy Hearthstone. I have actually become somewhat addicted to it. And by somewhat, I mean literally every day... The second I leave my apartment for work, I boot up Hearthstone. The second I leave work, I boot up Hearthstone. And I play it the entire train ride, sometimes while walking to work from the train, sometimes continuing to play as I enter the elevator, and sometimes finishing my game after I get to my desk. Like, it literally is every second of my free time. The only reason I don't play it in the restroom is because I drop my signal half the time and end up forfeiting games. And even then, I still play so basically every second of my downtime is spent playing Hearthstone, which if you're not familiar with Hearthstone, first of all, where have you been? Second of all, download it on your phone right now because it is literally the best mobile game ever made, period.
1: And what it is is a collectible card game without physical cards.
0: Right. And it, it, and actually, my girlfriend was asking, she's like, what, can you explain why it wouldn't be possible with physical cards and it it's possible to pl- it, it would be possible to play with physical cards but you would need so many damage counters and other small tokens to indicate certain things that it would just be extraordinarily difficult because so many things affect so many cards affect so many other cards and also there are a lot of cards that will do something like maybe summon a random beast card so that summons a random card of the beast quality out of all the beast cards that exist in the entire game, which means that you would have to have at least one copy of every beast card that exists in the entire game and draw from that deck. So, 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 just, technically,
1: so what you're saying is technically it could be played with real cards, but in reality it could never be played with real cards.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you if Blizzard wanted to host a tournament and had like 50,000 cards handy and a, a ton of counters and things like that, like yes, it is physically possible. It's just so impractical that it's it's barely conceivable as a thing. So so it is a mobile game, and it, it's a, also on battle.net. You can play on your computer, on a tablet, on a... You can basically play it anywhere except for your web browser. And if they announce it for your web browser, then I may be fired from my job because I don't know how I would not play all day.
1: You would play all day.
0: I would definitely play all day. So that's kind of a problem. So here's my issue is that in Hearthstone, they have Arena mode, which is your favorite mode, John. And it is, you draft a deck, it gives you like three options for which card you want, and then you pick a card of those three, then it gives you three more cards, and then you pick a card, and you do that 30 times. You never know what cards are coming next, you just kind of have to balance your deck as you go, and there's variation in what cards are presented to you. Maybe pretty much, you'll pretty get...
1: much every time there's variation. Like, you'll pretty much never... In fact, you'll never draft the same deck twice ever with the number of cards yes. in this game.
0: And there is variation on the rarity and power of the cards. So you may get three legendary rarity cards, which are the most rare, or you may get zero most of the time I get zero. So I was playing Arena, and uh, I drafted a Paladin deck, which Paladin and Mage are generally considered the two best classes in Arena. And I described this Paladin deck to John, and he was like, yeah, that sounds pretty powerful. It's it's very good. It has Sylvanas, which is a legendary card, which is very good. I got two Blessing of uh, Light. Kings. What is it? blessing Blessing of of kings Kings. I got uh, a bunch of Arden squires and uh, and just lots of really and like two rare weapons like the two rarest best weapons you can get and it's just ridiculous it's a really ridiculous good solid deck and the first like three matches I had I rolled the opponent getting basically zero damage and then I got my first loss at some point and I was not pleased I was insisting to John, I'm probably going to go 12 and 0 with this deck because once you've won 12 games in the arena, you're done. You get a bunch of rewards, and then you kind of retire that deck, and it's wonderful. Well, I am currently, I currently have eight wins, which is very
1: good. That's that's an excellent number of wins in the arena, considering yes. that the yes. average number of wins is three. Is it really? Yes, it is.
0: Yeah. So I'm an 8, which is extremely good and which I am very happy about. However, I am currently sitting at 2 losses, which I am not happy about. Because, again, I basically looked at this deck and I'm like, I pretty much can't lose. And both decks that beat me were mages, of course. And the reason that they won, actually, was not because they had powerful spells, but because I was metagaming too much. I thought they had spells, so I played to anticipate spells, and they never played. They just rushed me with a ton of pressure from minions and had control the entire time, and I have to adjust my entire play style the next time I play a mage, which is frustrating. But my issue is... There, I mean, with one of these... I think it was the second mage deck that beat me. Like... There was no possible way I could have beaten this mage deck based on my draw. And the thing is, Hearthstone is an esport, and there is a lot of skill that goes into playing hearthstone there's tons of skill like you you need to understand the metagame you need to be familiar with every card in the game basically you need to know what the best choice is you need to know what to play and when and what to target like there is a lot of skill i I will never take that away from any hearthstone player there is also the the you know the there's really three parts to being like a hearthstone champion there's your skill level there's the the set of cards that you have because there are some objectively better cards than others and the way you structure your deck is you could structure basically the most perfect deck possible and because of the cards you have it's just really 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 strong and that's what the the best players have to do that they customize a really really good deck and the third aspect is i think Depending on how strong you are with those first two sets of skills, it is is—it is of varying importance, but it is luck, and it is straight-up luck. And this, I think, makes it problematic to approach, for me, mentally, and respect, I guess, as an eSport, compared to, say, League of Legends, which... From what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you are more familiar with League of Legends. League of Legends is a set. There are no variables. It is a set map. It is a set. Um, you know, the characters have the same skills every time, and it is 100% skill. Or am I wrong about that?
1: Um, everything always behaves the same way in League of Legends. So... Yes, there technically the only thing the only thing that's actually luck-based in the game um are critical strikes which have been um kind of a contentious point within the game f- for a while because critical strikes are a percentage chance to critically strike. Um and so if you get a really lucky string of critical strikes as a character, you could kill a character with far with far more items than you, um, which some people and get very a- frustrated with. So th- th- I think that is... That's pretty much of what I can think of, and I think some champions may have a percentage to do something as well. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but um, that is the amount of variability that exists within the game. As far as like the way that the minions in the lanes will always behave the same way... Um, The NPCs that you interact with will always behave in the same way. So, yeah, in general, everything always behaves in the same way.
0: Sure. And, And that is what a sport should be, right? Like, in football games, the NFL doesn't randomly throw a soccer ball at a player's head in the middle of a play at random just to, like, see what happens. And granted, that would make football hilarious to watch, but... It would make it a bit less legitimate as a sport. This was the main criticism against Smash Brothers Brawl, and why Brawl never took off as an eSport is because Nintendo introduced tripping, which was randomly, as you're moving, your character would fall on the ground and become incapacitated momentarily, which, when you're talking milliseconds for reaction times and movements and in an eSport, kind of is a huge deal. And Brawl just never really was a... Really was a competitive sport. People are still playing Smash Brothers Melee, although I think the new Smash Brothers is is pretty legitimate uh, as an eSport now. But I don't know it 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 really bothers me that you could have the best deck in the universe and you could be the best player at the game ever, and if you have if every card in your deck is cost zero, one, or two mana, which for those not familiar with the game, you have to spend mana uh, to play a card and your mana pool increases as you play. And you only have three cards in the entire deck that are above that cost, like maybe like eight, let's say. And your starting hand is three eight cards. Then, I mean, you're you can't play anything, basically. You basically have a card disadvantage. The opponent is likely going to crush you and you're likely going to lose. And there, there are just situations, and like that may be a bad example, but there are situations where legitimately, no matter what you do, and how good you are, and how good your deck is, and how well balanced it is, you can't win. And there is such a substantial amount that's set on luck, especially with cards that summon a random minion or do a random amount of damage, deals two through four damage. Like that is a huge game, you know, changer depending on how much damage it does. If you need to destroy a minion and you don't, you're screwed. If you don't need... To, I mean, if you if you do destroy it, then suddenly you've just gotten a huge upper hand on the opponent. So, there's just some sort of random element. And maybe this is just me telling myself not to be so upset when I lose, because I do get annoyed when I lose. But... It's it's interesting to me that it's that it's such a competitive game and and like respected so much as a competitive game when there is such a gigantic element of randomness. I mean, don't you think that's weird?
1: I I don't think it is as respected as a competitive game as you think. That or I I don't think that I think in the competitive scene like they understand there's a lot of luck to it. Um and there's there's a couple things that you know you can do when you're when you're drafting a deck to to make it a little less random. Like you can draft card draw, um, and but that's that's pretty much it. I mean, like it. The pro- professionals know that there's a lot of luck to it.
0: Hmm. Well, then I guess my entire argument is completely moot. But still, I get I guess. I
1: yeah because it's 'cause it's a 'cause it's a card game i mean it's like it is a card. it's a card game, so of, yeah I of guess course it and is. I guess
0: poker is a card game too, right,
1: of which there is a significant amount of luck now I think poker professionals will probably like would tell you um at the highest levels uh, there's there's like not a lot of luck, but there i mean i think I think that there's sure. a lot of luck in poker like it's, if you literally, like, were to get pocket aces every hand of poker, you'd probably win sure. most things, I would think. You know what I mean? So, like, I, yeah, there's luck in poker, too.
0: That makes sense. I guess I guess it's just hard for me to... And it's hard for me to know what to do. Because part of me is, like, I really want to keep getting better at Hearthstone, and I really want to... I mean, not play competitively, I don't think, per se, but maybe just, you know, rise through the ranks. Like, you know, I, I was, I was... I told you, and I was very proud of this and pleased with the fact that I reached level 15 and I thought that was awesome in the rankings I thought it was so cool I was like oh my god I got to level 15 like I finally broke through you know I think 18 had been my highest for a while until I made this monster priest deck and I was so pumped about it but at the same time there is that like degree of luck and it's just it makes it it's it's weird it's weird and i don't get it i don't get why i get so excited when i win and so excited when i lose when i know that there's a portion of that skill that is out of my hands in terms
1: of it's super weird to me because you played a lot of collectible card games like you've played a lot of collectible card games you can you know how they work like strangely i never i never saw
0: luck as that big of a thing i saw it more as strategy when i was playing star trek or star wars cards and granted i was never really good at either of them but i saw that more as strategy and more as your deck you would play a particular strategy and i guess maybe because it was less combat based like In Hearthstone, you're directly reacting to what the opponent is doing at all times, right? In Star Trek or Star Wars cards, you're kind of executing whatever... And this is the decipher card game I'm referring to from the mid to late 90s. Um, When you constructed it, my way of playing was kind of, here's a strategy I'm going to execute to get points and win. And then there are certain cards you would build in to maybe slow down the opponent or maybe you know, protect yourself against the effects of any cards they may play against you, but it was it was less of a combat driven game. This is like being in a sword fight and you don't know whether someone's going to throw you a cane, a sword or a or an axe, you know, or a gun. And those are very different things. Like a gun would probably beat a cane.
1: I I guess but in general even with those card games where you even in those card games like you still have card you still have to draw cards and i think that hearthstone does a better job than most games most card games in that your deck is only 30 cards large as opposed to a 60 card deck in some other card games so you're more likely to see the cards in a 30-card deck, you're more likely to see more, more a higher percentage of your cards in a 30-card deck than in a 60-card deck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to mention, you can also have card draw built into the cards in your deck, and you can use those to draw more cards as well. So, I... I, I don't know. Like, I think... I think it's just... Part, I think it's just part of it, and I think it's generally accepted among the community that, like, luck is part of it. That doesn't... That doesn't mean that like people don't get upset when they lose, though. Like I know that that's a pretty common thing. Um, I've heard that Hearthstone's kind of a kind of an anger-inducing game for a lot of people, um, but I I think that it is generally accepted that luck is a large part of Hearthstone, and I, I I don't think you can really have a bone to pick with the with the aspect of luck in a in a card game. I just don't
0: um i think that you raised some excellent points i never would claim that i'm 100 percent right all the time this is why i wanted to have this conversation because I, I guess my perception was that it's a very serious esport and it has gigantic prize pools and there are big tournaments and maybe that's just because it's run by blizzard and blizzard does competitive stuff right don't they
1: a couple of—I mean, a couple of what things that you just said were true. There are big tournaments. The prize pools for Hearthstone aren't terribly large, um, uh, but there there are there are big tournaments. So um, it is it is like in esports. Um, it is things. It is a thing that you can become a professional Hearthstone player. You can do that, but it is not as it has definitely not garnered the same. Uh, level of fanaticism fandom as some of the other large esports like Dota or League of Legends
0: well maybe I am just maybe I am just projecting my ridiculous amount of fandom onto the game because again despite everything we've discussed and how infuriating it is and how perplexed I am at its appeal it is nonetheless appealing and satisfying and accessible And it it scratches a competitive itch that I've not felt since... And that was me trailing off dramatically, Star Wars style.
1: And it's so snappy, right? Like, you you load it up, and you hit it, and you get into a game within... Twenty seconds, and you're playing Hearthstone within twenty seconds. Or is any other collectible card game? You'd have to find a place to go play it. You'd have to bring your deck. You'd have to get all your cards together. Yada yada yada. It's so like it makes it so easy.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm gonna keep playing. I'm mad about the expansion. Do you have the? Is there a solo adventure you'll be able to pay for?
1: No. I think they're they're they don't usually release those things at the same time. Like it's generally one or the other.
0: Okay. Well, I'm looking f- So it's just going to be packs. I'm looking forward to being utterly
1: destroyed oh. by l- and next week, next week you can pre-order the expansion and order up to 50 packs of the new expansion cards at a discounted price. Oh, can you really? You can you can really do well, that. Well, I can't wait. I bet it's going to be I bet it's going to be $75 for 50 packs. Cuz right now it's what 2 bucks per pack.
0: No, you can get, you can get, I think you can get 40 packs for 50 bucks right now.
1: Okay, so I bet you, I bet you for, I bet you for 50 packs, it'd be like 50 bucks. I bet you that's what they'll do. That
0: is great. I cannot wait for little Jimmy, the 14-year-old who lives in some rich suburb, to have mommy give him $50 because he wants some new cards and then he will go on and make a deck of legendaries and destroy me. He will crush me utterly annihilate me because I didn't feel like shelling out money.
1: I I guess my only advice to you would be, I don't know, get better.
0: Yeah, that's good. Adv- sound advice. I appreciate that advice so much.
1: Yeah. Just, just All right, get better. Well,
0: for those of you... I you know, like how I, I prefaced that entire little discussion about Hearthstone with it's the best mobile game ever made, ever made, go buy it, go download it, and then I complained about it for 20 minutes. But, yeah, you know... That's kind of par, pretty for, pretty the par course. for the course. Great, cool, great, fantastic. Well, hey, one week, in one week, we're going to be at Gen Con in Indianapolis, aren't we?
1: And we are. And it... We'll, our yearly, our yearly visit to the greatest city in the entire United. I can't say it with a straight face. I like Indi- I
0: like downtown Indianapolis.
1: I do too. I do too. It, it's it's not the best city ever, it's but a I like great it. City.
0: I think it's a good city. But um, you'll be able to see us actually do a live podcast in the Crown Plaza at Gen Con on Friday, July thirty first at five p.m. It is free. We will have pre- free pens, and you can see our little promo video promoting that appearance on our YouTube channel. Just search for Unqualified Gamers on YouTube, or go to youtube.com slash unqualifiedpodcast. And you can also see it at unqualifiedgamers.com, which you can go there and like subscribe to updates and find us other places and do lots of other stuff, which I hope you do. Because that's a good thing.
1: It sounds fantastic. I think I'm going to yeah? attend. You think you'll be there? I think I think I may go to this this cool. live recording. I'm
0: glad I could tell you on it. I'm not sure how we'll record yet because I don't have remote equipment that is easily transportable and functional, but we'll figure something out. And, and I don't even I'm sure our
1: equipment. I'm sure our equipment will break spectacularly. Oh, nothing will go
0: smoothly. Nothing. I mean, like we'll be lucky if we even get out of there with a recording. But we are going to talk in front of people live, or just to each other. It may just be John and me sitting in a room together talking for two hours about a game and then leaving. Who knows?
1: It might be. It's like crying silently to yeah, ourselves. So there's
0: that. Well, anyway, check out all that stuff at UnqualifiedGamers.com. dot com, and we'll be back in a week or so with some more. Well, it'll be a week, and then our big Gen Con episode. Like I'm excited. Yeah, and in the meantime, I will be playing Hearthstone, being miserable.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be miserable when I play it, but I'll I play that sometimes too. You'll on be the miserable. Run. Uh, you should. You should probably. Get better at the game. For all of us here at Unqualified Gamers, thank you for joining us, listeners. Oh, and please stomp Cody if you do see him on our stone.